0: Pickett, she lays it off. to Teresa Palacios. It's an absolute peach. Yes, driving. What a hit from Belinorrez! Wow! And Sam Kerr has a hat trick. Beninart, oh, one-nil. And you know what? We love to take a break on Radio Dub, but I don't. We don't mean to. But when we do come back, Lockie, I do feel like we bring bring what we de- we should bring. Don't we? We deliver. Yeah, I feel
1: yeah, like this podcast is like the Batman yeah. of podcasting like I do we're, make we're not always reference. we're not always there. Yeah, we're, we're not all, always there, we're always but there. we're there when you need us exactly. most. And I, and I put it to you that there is no time. And look, I'm I'm speaking for the Victorian footballing public here. Um, but there is no greater time to need a podcast that covers the NPLW. That on the eve of the NPLW exactly. Victoria Grand Final,
0: I do love Bat. I do love Batman. Uh, and yeah. as I sl- we, we were going to we, have
1: a day off, but we saw the signal in the sky. We saw the
0: signal far away. You we saw the podcast
1: s- artwork being beamed into the the stratosphere. It's like, oh, we have to record. heard the
0: music. We heard the voice of Teo Pelizzari in the intro, and we said, we need to come back. Like, how dare we not do what we we've tasked ourselves with doing And, and I think we delivered today. We've got two amazing guests. Oh, well, we haven't delivered it yet. There is yeah, still we, quite a lot of the project. that's true. We <laughs> could we could fall on our face and it could not all work. But I have belief in us. Uh, we've got two great guests, mm. one from Colly United, and Western United now, mm. and uh, one from we
1: we covered um, across two guests today who we've we've spoken to and you'll get to hear the chats with them soon. We covered four clubs across two players. We did. It's rare that you get that opportunity, but that is exactly what was bestowed we upon us today. We have a high today. success
0: rate. What can, we talk, what can we say?
1: Who did we speak to?
0: Ah, well, firstly, we spoke to Mel Taranto, uh star midfielder, not to be confused with her sister, but Mel. Although uh, she is
1: easily confused with her sister. It
0: took me a while to figure out who, which was which, but I've figured out a way to figure it out now, and I'm, I'm happy for it. Uh,
1: what it, for, for people who might be going to the grand final, well, Adrienne is not going to be playing, playing, but if they see her at the trophy celebration or just around I the can, ground, from what's the, the way to differentiate them? A source did
0: inform me that Mel has lighter hair um, than her sister. So oh, go. that's Good the way I'll be. Radio dub. So that's how I'll be trying to do If I get it wrong, I'll be blaming that source. And uh, he should be very disappointed in himself. Um, but then we also spoke You're just to giving
1: everyone a, a clue, not into the gender.
0: Um, yes. yeah, uh- All right. <laughs> no, <laughs> I'm sweating, I'm oh, panicking, I'm, I'm panicking. Uh, and then we also spoke to Paige Joyce uh, from uh, the Bullying Lions and uh, we just got announced yesterday, I believe. Yeah, resigned for Melbourne victory, yeah, for Melbourne, resigned for Melbourne victory, won the uh, A League women's last season with Melbourne victory, indeed, and,
1: uh, went to the uh under 20 women's world, world cup as well, as well in Costa Rica. Yeah.
0: But I, we had some really great conversations with those two. but I think the most important things that we covered in those two interviews was music selection. And I, I look forward to everybody hearing that because.
1: Yeah. And look, if you have any thoughts about the music selection of yeah. uh, the colder dressing room or the Boleen dressing room, because d- different, different clubs, different st- uh, they do have different, different approaches to, yeah. um to handling their, their pre and post but game tunes. Like, so leave a comment. Yeah.
0: But I do also feel like we spoke to the DJs. That's who I feel like we spoke to, which I think is pretty impressive. Because, you know, you could have got someone who wasn't allowed to have the phone and then that would have mm. been like...
1: That's a testament to your your guest booking. I mean, I know that you're this Sunday at Olympic Village at 1pm the, the, the kick-off time. You're going to be keeping a pretty keen eye out. I Not would. just for the game, but for... You'll the be music. you'll be doing a cursory little, like, walk past the yeah, changing rooms, Just, know, oh yeah, no, this is what they're playing. Yeah, okay, I'm, um, I'm on board is, with there's that. There's
0: no way, now that uh, the game is... At a closer venue, I most certainly will be making it for kickoff. Uh, and I'm excited to, it's going to be at Olympic Village in Heidelberg. Should be good ground to head down to. Yeah.
1: I mean, I think the, the big shame for Heidelberg will be that they won't be playing, playing. in it. Won't be playing there.
0: But uh yeah, but I think we're going to be in for an exciting uh, game of football. And it's going to be the, people might say it's the precursor to the main event, but I say this is the main event, Lucky, on Radio Dub, because we care about women's football. And uh, there's some amazing players who, if you haven't had the opportunity to watch them throughout the season, who will be showcasing their talent uh, in this final, and will be you'll be seeing them in the A League Women's as well. So, well, it's there's a really gonna... great chance to get in early and be like, I knew who these people were before. Yeah, everybody Yeah, you
1: did. you can say you were there when they did exactly. this before they before they hit a big. And if you if you think about it as well, Pekua, here's a little point of comparison for you. How many? maybe this is reflective of some wider problems with the the, the footballing ecosystem, but I'm still going to phrase it in this way. How many of the players who will be playing in the NPLW Grand Final on Sunday at 1 o'clock are also playing at the top level in the A-League Women's? A probably, thing. I would say, when approaching, if not reaching double digits in that figure. I mean, Calder obviously would have, yeah, sort of, have probably, probably seven or eight on their own... Their own on their own back. In,
0: and well, Some haven't even and been There so could even be more than we know.
1: Whereas, you compare that the other side of the coin, how many A-League men's players are there exactly. playing in the NPL Victoria Grand Final? Well, just the one, just which the, is Joe Knowles. But yeah. that's one of 22, whereas probably 50%, maybe even more than 50% of the players that will play uh, in the starting exactly, 11s in the NPLW Victoria Grand Final will be A-League women's exactly, players.
0: Exactly, and it's going to be really exciting to, to see them all out there and... Just, you know, i love to see what they can bring to a really big stage uh, with that final. And we're going to see exactly how well they can perform in the A-League Women's. Because I think a lot of these players have the talent and the quality to succeed Mm. in the A-League Women's. And their skills uh, will only get better playing against uh, even tougher opponents.
1: Absolutely. Well... We should we get to we uh, should, should we should. get to our grand final preview and, and actually hear from we the should. the players themselves. We're
0: gonna we'll head to a quick break mm-hmm. and then right after the break you'll hear our uh, chat with uh, Mel Taranto uh, this afternoon and uh, we'll see you after the break.
1: Absolute is driving. Yes! What a hit from Belinor! Wow! And Sam Kerr has a hat
0: trick. And welcome back to Radio Dub. You know, we as again we're always away for so long, but you know when we do come back, we always have great guests, and we are we don't disappoint, do we, Lucky? We don't disappoint with our guests.
1: No, no, not with the guests, not, not with the we, guests. I've definitely disappointed you in, in in other ways, you know, as a co-host, but not when it comes <laughs> to the procurement of guests.
0: No, no, no. We have an amazing guest, and you know what? Intro music's got some really cool names in there. It's true. Maybe this season, this player might join our intro music because I have no doubt that she's going to kill it. And that's none other than Mel Taranto, who's going to be playing for Western United's inaugural A-League women's side. Mel, how are you? And how are you feeling with the grand final just around the corner?
2: Hello. I'm I'm very good, thank you. Um, oh, the only word I have is excitement. I'm just so excited. I can't wait till Sunday. Sunday couldn't come quicker. Um... Yeah, in another grand final, I think uh without sounding uh too cocky, colder are pretty used to finals. So um I think it's more excitement than nerves. So that's good.
0: I feel like that's a good thing to be able to brag about, being like, guys, we've done this, been there done this. It's just part of our it's just <laughs> it, what it m- must
1: must it must be nice it to, be to nice. have bought the t shirt so many times. Honestly, good, just being like
0: this is just where we're at but how is the squad feeling like obviously you've been in this position before, but is it a different feeling now? Like, especially with the changes that have happened this week with the ground changing, how's the group feeling?
2: Honestly, like, like you, you two just said, it, it really is like the message is it's just another game. It's just another final. So, um, obviously we have a, a different bunch of girls. We did have a lot of, um, 19s elevated. So for them, it's going to be, uh, maybe a second final this year, apart from the night cup. So, um, again, everyone's really excited. It's kind of bittersweet, you know. We were saying this week's our last week of training, which is kind of sad. But you know, the fact that it's on the Sunday, we want to finish on a high note. So I, th- I think everyone's the same. We're all kind of we're pretty calm, but again, just so so pumped, so excited for for
1: Sunday. You touched on the introduction of all of the that, that sort of young, colder crop that have come through this season. Yeah. And a, a group for whom, you know, it, it was a new challenge for them and I guess a new challenge for the whole team trying to integrate those players. And something that we've come back a lot to on this program when we've spoken to to your coach, Mark, uh, is he wasn't expecting this season to necessarily pan out the way that it had with all those young players to repeat the trick and, you know, win the Nike FC Cup final get into the grand final wasn't necessarily something he had planned. Has it caught you by surprise as well? Or are you, you know, not shocked at all to see this is where you guys have found yourself once again, you know, just fulfilling the, the colder identity really.
2: Yeah. Um, I'm, it's kind of a yes and no, it's kind of a, a two part question. So at the, at the beginning of the year, when, when we spoke to Mark and you know, he was like, look, we're going to have a, You know, we had Catherine Zimmerman and Angie Beard leaving and then we're elevating all these 19s and, you know, we're going to focus on development this year. You know, we're going to be a strong side, but I'm not sure how we'll go with, you know, all the cups and all that. And I thought, yep, that's fine. Like, I'm happy to have that. I I always knew we were still going to have a really strong team. Um, So, yeah, I, I would say it's a surprise. But then again, once we got started and we started playing and gelling about halfway through the season, I was like, you know what? this is like we're gonna be we're gonna be good like we're gonna be a strong team but to again I think everyone thinks the same I was kind of in my head I was like can we really do it again can we win the plate again can we do the night cup for a fifth time it kind of just sounds unbelievable so you kind of doubt yourself but uh, it's just such an incredible group so yes and no at the beginning of the year it was you know a development side who knows where we'll end up but yeah, like the fact that we're here and we're in another grand final and could possibly repeat our 2019, like it's incredible.
0: Now, obviously, you and your sister are such a pivotal, play such a pivotal part to that midfield, but and you guys, Colder side, have been so great defensively and so great going forward, and you guys have been mm. a part of a lot of those moves. How have you guys, you know, really been such a strong foundation for that Colder side and been a really great anchor in the middle? Um,
2: I think a big part of it is is, is experience, not only from, from myself and age, but the the whole team. You know, you've got experience in the middle in me, Age, and and, and even Emma Robes, you've got the experience from Alex, you got the experience from down back from from Jules Sardo, even Ali Rossi and Tash. So I think that's a big part of it, a big part of that. And, you know, that midfield is really, it connects your, your back line and your front. So to have that experience in those position, I think is a, a big win for us. But um, I don't know, I wouldn't say it's just us two. I just, I say the whole team is just, we all just really care about football and each other. And then that's why we go into it um go into games so strong because just like they we truly are a, a second family and we all care so much about each other and about doing well that it, that comes out in every single game we play you know like I'll, I've watched kind of highlights of games and um we'll go to the ball will be passed back and three of us will be sprinting back to defend one player and I know those are the times where I look at us and I think damn we're a good team like we just care for each other and that's why we are we were
0: able to achieve what we can um during a season mm-hmm. is, is that why that the defensive record is just as good as is that good because I, I I think the defensive record we, every time we have a colder player on we're always asking about how what's this <laughs> what's the secret because I feel like yeah. today, then we need a book I need to understand how you guys <laughs> have managed to do this in this league
2: I honestly i I don't know either like seven Goals conceded in twenty-one games. Uh, like I didn't even like halfway through the year. I think we said like you know we've only conceded five goals. You know we've only conceded, and you kind of just yeah. Again, it sounds unbelievable, but I think it's um. Uh, who was it? I think in the night cup, um, Gabby from bullying the keeper. They were talking about our record, and and um, they were saying, oh, you know, their defense is so good. But she actually brought up the point of. It actually comes from from the, the top, from from Alex and Raquel's pressure. And then she said, try playing through their midfield. Like, that's even harder. And then you get to our defence, which is even harder. So I honestly think it's, again, that massive team effort that playing through us mm-hmm. as as a foundation, as a team, is already hard enough. And then our backline's just so good with, with Tash and Ali back there. Like, Annalisa in goals, she was incredible. She, mm-hmm. she definitely kept our goals conceded to seven when it probably shouldn't have been. So, again, that, that whole team.
1: Yeah. I mean, I feel, I feel like the goal you guys scored in, in the semi against FE Emerging is a, is a very good example of what you're saying because the the way you guys won back the ball in the middle of the park before, mm. you know, pulling together a sequence of passes – that led to the goal which was it, really it, it's kind of a, a shame that the the finals goals don't get considered in eventual goal of the year contention yeah. because as a team move that was that was one of the best but you guys had really done all the defensive work in that midfield line you know um, your hard work Stacy's hard work as well to win back mm-hmm. the ball and that was what created the attacking opportunity the defense to create that stop didn't have to to lift a finger and yeah, that that game against um, FV Emerging, uh, another clean sheet was was it as easy as a one nil scoreline suggested? Because FE Emerging have been um, been a difficult team to to beat this year, and you guys have had close results before as well.
2: Yeah, no, it, it definitely was not easy. It was the way we played. Um, we kind of played with a false a false ten. So me and Alex, as the nine and ten, would would switch. So we had we had a game plan, but. No, it was definitely not easy. FV are an amazing team and they have very dangerous players. And that that was kind of the message. The message was we have to be really aggressive because you give these players an inch of space, they can be dangerous. Do you know what I mean? Like mm. they can pull goals goals from anywhere. So, um, no, it was definitely harder than, than a 1-0. In saying that, though, I think we should have had about five more goals, <laughs> um, which is probably our running thing for the season. Yeah. Um, so no, yeah, definitely a, a difficult
1: game, um, but yeah, it's it's kind of a scary thought to think about you guys being in the change rooms of full time going. Ah, oh, we should have scored more when you've already scored so many for the season. Imagine, imagine if you were hitting all of those ones that you should have put away. That, that oh would my be, god, that would be truly, truly frightening. Um, it it would be. <laughs> <laughs> obviously, you, you've done a, a lot of that sort of um, hard work to win back the ball in in the midfield over the course of this season, and. I'm sure you've spoken about it to different people before, that the concept of of twin powers, it is a thing that exists. <laughs> that's yeah.
0: what Weston used for And when that, that, we're that
1: might go some way to explaining why, you know, Mark and Weston have have brought both of you in for the upcoming A-League women's yeah. season, which we'll talk about later. But obviously, it's um, been suffering with that sort of uh, quite nasty injury that she sustained yeah. a bit of the way into the season. and. I guess there were some people who were worried. oh, is that going to affect how Mel plays? Because classic twin powers thing. If you, you know, if they're not <laughs> there, how is it going to work? But yeah. you've still pushed on to to have a stellar season. What is the the relationship beyond the obvious terms like between between the two of you? And how much are you looking forward to returning to A League Women's football with with her by your side?
2: Yeah. Oh, it's it's a different feeling when, when she's on the pitch. Not only for myself, but for the team. You know, like she's she was our vice captain and also a very key player. You know, she's that playmaker in the midfield. So, you know, when she when she was injured and it looked like it was a long term one, it was a big blow for us. Mm. But I think for for me, I actually had this conversation with her not long ago, and I said, playing now, everything's just like harder without her in there. So that's, I guess it's kind of like, yes, we have that little bit of magic when, when, you know, we're both, we're both there and on the ball, but um, yeah, I I said that it's just harder without her there. So uh, she was, yeah, again, a key player for our midfield, a key player for me, but um, she's, yeah, she's doing all right. And I think we managed, you know, we managed without her. Obviously we're winning Mm -hmm. probably not as much as, um, again, not scoring as many goals as we should, but yeah, she, she was a key player, but no, we're good. Our relationship's pretty good, I guess. Um, Pretty much the same on the field. We either love each other or we're screaming at each other. So it's pretty much the same outside of football.
1: <laughs> That's very good. I mean, I guess it, it probably becomes harder for you as well because the the marking situation also becomes easier for your opponents because if someone else – you've got to be tracking Taranto and they go follow the wrong one, then, you know, everything's out of yeah. shape.
2: <laughs> They've actually – we've actually played people who um, have said that. Like, Which one are you? Oh, wait, <laughs> I, I'm on the wrong one. I'm, I better go over there. So, um, yeah, I guess for me it actually um, – again, like I said, it's harder without her, but I think that makes me step up as a player a little mm. bit. Like sometimes I would – rely on her like she would rely on me in the midfield like oh yeah age will deal with this ball or she'll make that run or she's smart enough to do that whereas now i do have to be i i feel like i do need to step up a bit more especially like we look at position wise she was playing that 10 role which was a bit more of a, an attacking midfielder and i was more of a of a defensive or of an, of an 8 whereas now i've had to push up so you know i feel like oh now i need to score goals or i need to assist so um, yeah again her injury was uh, a tough one but I think I've had to step up which is probably maybe a good thing for me as a player but I definitely can't wait till she's back I, I do miss playing with her again I want to just quickly
0: ask where were you and how did you guys find out that you guys were both going into uh, heading into play for Western United next season was it like one person found out first or did you both find out at the same time yeah. um there were conversations
2: obviously just uh uh over the phone and stuff like that but because um age works with mark at school he does a lot of stuff there and so there was a lot of talk a lot of you know what's happening and and things were said you know like you, you know you guys are we, we want you both blah 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 but it officially didn't come I think we were both home Um, she had just gotten home from, from school, from work and we were sitting there and and I opened my emails and I was like, Oh, I was like, age, do you have an email? And she's like, Oh wait. And, And she made me wait until I opened it to get her laptop. And then she opened it and, and then she goes to hug me, but I don't like hugging her. And she's like, you have to give me a hug. And I was like, "Okay." She was like, congrats. And I was like, oh, nah. So it, it was, yeah, it was cute. We we're both home. We both opened it together. We replied together. We sent it back together. Um, so yeah, it was just a, it was a good feeling because we've both been pushing to get back into it since victory. Um, and it's been a few years since then. And we thought, you know, 2019 was, was an amazing year for us and for Calder. And we thought, yep, we're, we're going to get into it. And then the whole pandemic happened. So to do this well this season with our team and to finally be given that opportunity. It was, it was a great feeling.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, I think everyone who's, who's watched you to play for over a number of seasons now in the NPLW is relief for you much in the same way we were with Alex too, just like, ah, these people deserve to have this, um, this opportunity. Does it sort of help you not making that step up, but returning to that stage, knowing that you will have, so many familiar faces alongside you as you make that transition, not just Mark, but you know, a large core of the the teammates as well?
2: Yeah. Oh, oh my God. That's like the number one thing I've said is I think we're going into this league as a very strong team because we have that foundation. Like we, we already to get to pull it, you know, the, the A league, W league used to be you grab a bunch of good players you have a few weeks of, of preseason and you make them play together and it was kind of too short. They, you know, players really didn't get to know each other and that showed on the field. Um, you know, like you have really good individual players, but they, they just didn't know how to play together. Whereas Calder, like we've been playing the few of us that have been signed from there. We've been playing together for a whole year, you know, 21 games, some of us longer than that. Um, so that foundation is already going to be there. Like I already know how how um, Emma Robers plays. Do you know what I mean? Like mm. I already know how, how Alyssa plays. So she knows how I play. She knows what ball I can handle and things like that. So that foundation is already there. Then like the rest of it, you, you build that up with your other great players, internationals. The rest of it will come. Do you know what I mean? But to have that foundation and, and also from a, a soccer perspective but from a personal perspective you're going to be playing with your mates do you know what I mean it's you don't have to kind of not waste time but take time to get to know people it's just you're already there
0: you you, you spoke about it just a little bit earlier about how it's been a while since you've been back you know in at the top flight of Australian women's football is it kind of like a revenge tour for you to be like I should have been here earlier almost
2: uh, uh yes and no I, I I think other circumstances are involved in in all of that but I think it was more with with when I when we were at victory I was very young and and the league was completely different um, in terms of everything in terms of games um, uh players involved like it, it was really different so uh yes and no I'm just honestly happy to be playing in a professional setting again and to be playing with my mates from Colder, and to be having, and even Western United like meeting Chris and Jason they just talking to them they just care so much about women's football they don't just say it to be like oh look at me i like you know women's football like they really mean it and they're so they're so for all the young ones and they really want want development um so yeah yes yes and no I, I kind of want to go out there and yeah and be like you know this is what you were missing but also just honored to be to be playing there again
1: yeah and I, I think it's it's like obviously excitement is like the, it's the easy word to use but it's it's we'll not care. just like a it's not just for, for you guys, but it is sort of for everyone. You, you wouldn't meet anyone who watches the A League women's is in and around that space and be like, Oh, I'm not you know, I'm actually quite disappointed <laughs> that Western United that we have a new team in the league or anything like that. But the 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 young focus as well. I mean, we even saw as recently as today, someone like uh Silver Bell Morris being brought into yeah. the squad who's had a great season with FE emerging. Helen Winterburn obviously is gonna be the assistant coach undermark, all of those kind of things. And that again, it's it's a great thing that's in store for us, uh, you know, season 22, 23 of the A-League Women's. But you've still got to, you know, tick off the uh, the present day list, which is, again, winning the grand final this weekend. Okay. You, you want to sort of have a repeat of that 2019 season, if at all possible. And in that sense, quite fitting that you guys have uh, managed to be drawn against Bulleen for this one, as they pulled off a bit of a, you know, an upset over Heidelberg United. How are you feeling about the prospect of, of facing them because they've had a bit of an interesting season in the sense that they've got definite quality but have had a few off games here and there as they've battled absentees and that sort of thing. But at their at their absolute best, they are a really competitive side. So you can't be you know, while you guys are the favorites, you, you could never feel quite comfortable against a, a, a side like that. I'm interested to know where, where your head's at going into the game.
2: Yeah. Oh I I I don't th- think we're we're the favorites I think both are very strong teams and I, I can say I, I love playing against Bulleen just because Bulleen versus Kolda it's it's you know it's going to be a good football mm. game like you know it's good, good football is going to be played and even speaking to some of the Bulleen players you know they love it as well they love the challenge they love the physicality but also that we play good football um uh but, yeah, you know, Bolina are a good team. I always like – I never really like looking at, other, like, the other team. I, I just want to focus on on our team because I think us at our best, you, you won't beat us. Do you know what I mean? Mm. So I think if we focus on ourselves and we do everything, um, what we can do right will be, you know, unstoppable. But, again, Bolina are an amazing, to- uh, amazing team. Um, they have been a bit up and down. I think they've had a lot of players in and out. So – I think they're going to have their strongest team on the weekend, which, again, a little bit unpredictable because I think the first time we played them was when they kind of had all their key players there and that ended in a one-all draw. So, Mm. um, yeah, again, I think if we play our best, we'll be all right. But, again, Bolina are a great side and I think it's just going to be a good game. That's why I'm just so excited because I just think it's going to be great. (laughs) See,
0: I'm I'm excited, you know, to head into the game because you know, like you when I grand final time, mm. it's all about the drive there, the pre match music, yeah, <laughs> to get me ready. The build up, the build yeah. up, yeah. Of course. Yes, so yes. I want to know, Mel, what's your pre match yes. build up getting to the to the game? Oh God, I'm like all over the place. Like
2: I don't have one one song. There's recently I just found a song. It's it's very old school. Her name's Eve. She's a rapper. Oh, hey in and the I. Eve. You see, <laughs>
0: you see, Mel. See you just a few months ago I was on this extreme ride. Scorpion is like one of the greatest albums ever. But Mel, continue. Sorry, sorry. Scorpion. It's a tambourine
2: album. from Scorpion. It's a great <laughs> Oh, banger. Sensational. Honestly, you need to you need to listen to it. So that gets me G'd up. But i feel not like I have to listen like to it now because this you is just whew, over my head. On Grand <laughs> Fun Day, put that on because That's you'll it. love it'll get you so G'd up. But um <laughs> I'm very much like, I, I like R&B. I like, I'm not into like bangers. I, yeah. I like a good R&B song. I love love J. Cole, um, Eminem, even just some old school like Queen, play some of that. Uh, but, yeah, it, it depends what I'm feeling. Sometimes I'll just get in the car and put shuffle and then a song that I haven't heard on ages
0: will come on and I'm like, oh, yeah, I'll pump this up. Does, it, does this mean you are the colder united dj because if you want i want to know <laughs> who's got better music taste than you at the moment that's it's uh... you
2: know what's you know what's funny uh julia you need to go talk to julia sato because okay. she's she's our she's our in charge of our colder playlist okay. um we have kind of similar tastes but they do like their bangers they do like their bangers which i'm not not a, a big fan of but we have a good mix for the change room we have a good mix
0: i sure you like that lockie this is why I'm in charge of the music. At, uh,
1: yeah, no, <laughs> that's that's why Pakura is the designated Football Nation radio DJ. Clearly she knows what she's doing. Um, I don't know where I sit on the, the, the banger scale, but I, I'll I'll leave it in your capable hands, Pakura.
0: <laughs> well, Mel, thank you for joining us and uh, good luck on the weekend. Ho- hopefully you guys can uh, take out another victory for Cold, which is not really, you know, it's special, but you guys are just so, so used to it that... I don't know you nah, know. They're, they're
1: all still nah, special Sure, they, they are
0: they are you know they are. Yeah they are, of course. But uh, again thank you Mel for joining us and uh we will hopefully should have you on the show soon. Back
2: again. Thank you so much for having me. Anytime. This was very enjoyable. <laughs> we can talk about music
0: anytime you <laughs> want. We need to go down to Western United's training and that's what we need to do. Hang out yeah. with them about music. That's what we need to do. Okay. Done. Well, we won't train listen to music the whole
1: time. We'll, we'll schedule that in, but uh, in the meantime, Mel, thank you very much for joining us. Best of luck for the weekend and uh, here on Radio Dupica, we're going to get to a little bit of a break. Yeah.
0: Pick it, she lays it off to raise Welcome back. You know what, well, we we just spoke to Mel Ranto. Great, great interview. Really enjoyed catching up with her, but it's not fair to hear You just liked
1: her because she appreciated your taste in music. Absolutely, looking.
0: I'm selfish like that. I'm that's an okay. egomaniac and I, I no, appreciate that. But um, it's not fair to go into a grand final weekend to talk to only one side of the draw. No,
1: got to have both sides of we the coin.
0: got to have both sides of the coin. So we said, who's a great player that we could pick? Who's a great player is going to be available? you know who, who answered the call like Batman signal? <laughs> Paige Joyce. Paige, how are you? And uh, thank you for joining us on the show.
3: Thanks for having me. I'm really good, thanks.
0: It's 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 good. Now, Paige, you're heading into the grand final. You, last time you were in a grand final, uh, your side was in the grand final, lifted a trophy. It was nice. Yeah, it didn't end too badly. It didn't end did too it, badly. Yeah. You know, got a medal out of it. Celebrations all around. How are you feeling heading into this grand final?
3: Oh, I'm so excited. Obviously, lifting the trophy with Melbourne Victory was absolutely unreal and I've got a bit of a taste for it. So now I just really want to be able to do that on the weekend. I'm really excited um, to be a part of it. Yeah.
1: Well, and this has just been like a, a whirlwind last few months for you as well, obviously, playing in the NPLW, making it through to the NPLW Grand Final. Also being in the under 20 Women's World Cup as well. I mean, have you had a chance to, to take a breath in the last couple of months? It's been, I'm tired just thinking about <laughs> the list of things you've had to do over that stretch.
3: <laughs> Everything's kind of come like really, really fast, but um, I can't complain. I've honestly had the most amazing time. I've been learning um, so much and just kind of gaining experiences. So, um, yeah, like I said, it came really fast, but I'm just so glad that I've been able to do everything and um, really kind of happy with where I am at the moment. Yeah.
0: What was it like heading to that, uh, the Under-20s uh, World Cup? was, And, you know, getting back and then having to get back into the MPLW season again, what was that all like for you?
3: Um, well, firstly, like, playing in a Youth World Cup was incredible. Um, we played against um, some pretty crazy opposition, so being able to be up against the kind of world's best, I guess, was um, really eye-opening and it taught me so much. And then I guess coming back into MPL i just trying to I'm just kind of trying to bring everything that I've learned back into it. Um and obviously like having to adjust back to my team. Like I was away for a very long time. So um getting back into the rhythm of things with them took a while, but I think we've really kind of gelled now and um we're ready to go. And no
1: you go. Yeah, I mean it's like I said, I'm tired just hearing about the list of things that you've had to do. You, you said you took it like obviously some big learnings against playing against the kind of teams you did in that World Cup. What do you think was the sort of fundamental takeaway from that experience? Because you are playing, you know, some some prominent countries. You guys got a, a win on the world stage as well, which is is massive. What was the the biggest takeaway from from that sort of journey through Costa Rica?
3: Um, I'd say that. Um, getting the win against Costa Rica in front of, I think it was maybe 25,000 people, um, just kind of instilled the belief in um, me personally and then like Australia as a team that um, we definitely have the quality and we are good enough. Um, so I think that was pretty incredible. And then um, I think when we played against Brazil and Spain, we definitely held our own and we gave it a really good shot and we looked good in moments so um, I think really just playing in that World Cup and giving it a real good crack and putting in some pretty solid performances pretty much just instilled that um, we have some really good players up and coming and Mm. um, the development is there.
1: And it was a a crowd of 25,000 as you said but a, a large portion of that crowd would have been you know in support of of the home side and understandably so so those are difficult conditions and you guys managed it well See one thing, Pakura and I appreciate about your game in the MPLW is you, you you don't mind a shot uh, a shot from distance a <laughs> shot from range. I love not not afraid of that shot. sort of thing. So to that end, you, you must have been uh, were you uh, slightly jealous when uh, when the Costa Rica when Alex Pinnell scored that outrageous free kick from such a long way away? <laughs> even though you got the last laugh, you would have been like, "Damn, That's, that's yeah." When I
3: saw <laughs> that, I was like, "Wow, go her!" Like that was pretty incredible. But obviously, like it really stung in the moment because. Mm. We wanted to be the ones on the ball scoring that goal. But when I did, like, finally watch it back um, after the game, I was like, wow, that was pretty cool. But I would have loved to be on the other end of that, taking that one for us. But (laughs) it is what it is.
0: (laughs) You see, Lucky, I love a long-range strike. Personally, it's my favourite shot because the crowd goes wild and everybody's, like, stops for a minute and goes, was that real? Or (laughs) were they just trying to cross the ball in?
1: and also, even if it doesn't work out, you're like, I still appreciate, I appreciate the fact that, that that person Absolutely. was trying to wow us. You Absolutely. know, I, I respect that.
0: What's been your favourite moment uh, from this MPLW uh, season? Like, goal that you've seen, actually?
3: Uh, like, my favourite goal?
0: Yeah, yeah, what's your favourite goal you've seen?
3: Oh, that's a hard one. I'd probably... It was really recent. It was actually in the semi-final. Um, the one that Leah Privatelli scored against Heidelberg in our semi-final, I think it just kind of illustrated our hunger and relentlessness. And when she um, pressed and won the ball off um, their defender and scored, it just kind of illustrated how hungry we are as a team. And it really just shows that um, we'll fight to the end. And I think, yeah, that's probably my favourite because I think it shows that we're really hungry and we can just fight.
1: Well, let's talk a little bit more about that semi-final. Obviously, the the win over Heidelberg is what's gotten you to the, the big dance this coming weekend against Calder, and you guys found yourself behind but managed to turn it around once you got the equalising goal in the, a matter of moments. Really, how, how did you How did you see the game?
3: Um, obviously, like I think we had um, we had an all right start to the game in the first half. I think the first ten minutes we did have a few chances, but I think as the first half progressed, we kind of, um, they kind of capitalised and got on top of us and obviously scored. But I think credit to us, um, we didn't drop our heads at any point. There was no point where personally, like, I never felt that we were going to lose the game. I I knew that we could fight till the end and and really win. And Heidelberg were really great opposition. They've been a really good team all season, so we knew it was going to be hard. But I think... We've got lots of young players and experienced players and I think we all came together and really um, showed that we have belief and no matter what adversity we face in the game, we can get on top of it.
1: And you guys have sort of got a a similarity to Calder in that sense, not just because of the team unity, but you know, a lot of the colder players are also going to be teammates in the A-League Women's with Western United, whereas mm-hmm. in the case of Boleyn, there's quite a big crossover where there's a, a few players who are sort of double teammates, you know, plenty of people from Victory and from Boleyn. So it probably helps that you know, you know, that group and you guys want to fight for each other. The other person who's been involved in that but not in a playing capacity this season has been, has been Kayla Morrison. Now we've seen her as a sort of assistant coach this season. We've seen her on the bench a lot. What kind of role has uh, she played within within the squad this season, even though she hasn't been out there on the park?
3: Um, Kayla, yeah, she's a she's a crazy personality. I think um, wherever she is, she can just um, kind of lift the team morale up. So I think we're really lucky to have her um, a part of our journey at Boleyn. And um, yeah, she's always hyping us up, always can keep a level head and um, tell us things that we need to work on. So I think she's been a really important part um of our team and yeah we're just lucky to have her
0: now uh, we heading into this colder game I think colder from a lot of people would probably be the favorites just because of the season they've had but you guys have beaten Heidelberg who finished second uh in as the season went on does that give you a lot of confidence beating Heidelberg and then going to face colder being like we've we've beaten one of the best sides in the league and we can do this
3: Absolutely. I have um, a lot of respect for Caldera. I think they play some great football and they've been outstanding all season. But I do think that um, it's a grand final. Anything can happen in the A-League. We saw it when um, we beat Sydney FC and people probably expected Sydney to win. So Mm. um, it just proves that it's one game and anything can happen. And I do think um, beating Heidelberg did give us the confidence we needed. And um, yeah, I just guess anything can happen.
1: I guess that that feeling is sort of mutual because when we were speaking to Melissa Taranto before, she's like, Boleyn is my favourite team to play in that sort <laughs> of NPLW calendar because you know that the the standard and the quality of football and the approach from both sides is going to be to be high quality, and particularly when you guys have been at full strength this year, which is you know a challenge you guys have had to manage. You've been in and out mm-hmm. of the side, of course. Uh, the results and the performances against Calder have been really competitive. Obviously, at the start of the year, you guys had that." one or draw does that give you confidence you know not only to have knocked off a team close by in heidelberg but to know when this team is at its absolute peak everyone's available um you can take it to this colder side that has been hard to to find true challenge this season
3: yeah definitely i think that um we have obviously faced a bit of a challenge with players um um, being injured, going away on international duty and taking offers overseas. So we haven't really had the continuity, but I think we're kind of gelling at the right time. And yeah, it will be a, a, a tough battle against Calder. We know how good they are, but I think um, both teams uh, have quality and I think it will be a really good game in football that I'm excited to play a part in.
0: You spoke about, you know, having the players in and out. How do you guys keep that unity and... Keep the morale up, especially when players are going, you know, going to different opportunities. How do you stay united as a group and stay, stick with the type of football that's made you really competitive throughout the league?
3: I think it, it comes down to our team culture. I have never been a part of a team so so close. We're kind of like a little family off the field and um, players that have left, um, we've had young ones come up and fill the role and like Rosie Rogers and Araha Little, they um, have really stepped up and played some really good football. So I think we have the belief that anyone that steps on the park can do the job. Um, and, yeah, I think that just stems from our team culture.
1: Has playing alongside some of those younger players adapted how you've approached? Mark, you're
0: saying younger players. No, like, I know, like the, but is th- not this is why I'm asking the question.
1: This is why I'm asking the question because we, we know that, you know, in the NPLW, you know, the players who come through and play senior football do skew younger. So someone that is even your age, page can be considered a, a senior experienced head. But has that sort of experience of playing with the, those kind of players who are still young, still fresh to the the scene, adapted how you've been You know, going about things? Have you had to become more of a leader, more talkative out there in the pitches that had a you know market impact on on the way you go about things.
3: I guess you could say that a little bit. I think last last season for bullying, I kind of felt like a more of like a, a younger kind of player. But I think um, as we've brought in more younger girls, I think I've tried to find my voice a bit more um, and tried to become a bit more of a leader. I used to be pretty quiet on the field, and I'd like to think that I've um, raised my voice a bit, which is good. Um, but yeah, I think I think you could say that.
1: Is is that a hard thing to do as a player? Because obviously the the A League A League Women's is a whole different environment where you're playing with players who just have these incredible CVs, and you know to to speak a word to any of them sounds like a, an impossible feat. But even at the MPLW level, you've got so many of those players who are experienced senior heads with victory. Has it been hard for you to sort of develop that? that voice, as, as you said?
3: Um, I wouldn't say hard. I think the older girls in the team have really taken me under their wing. Like, players like TJ, um, Leah Privatelli, and Tiff, they've always been so supportive of me and kind of um, have kind of let me grow a lot. Uh, and they always, like, give me advice. And I don't think that um, I kind of feel like I can't really speak. I feel like um, they've really pushed me to... Um, find my voice and be the leader in the team yeah.
0: And heading into the A-League women's season is that do you want to apply that more to when you're there at Melbourne Victory and you know playing more games and really establishing yourself even more than you already have heading into this season?
3: Yeah absolutely I really do want to establish myself a lot more I think I've been I've been with this group of girls for a long time I've been under Jeff for quite a while so I think I I'm ready to kind of come out of my shell and play a bigger part in the team this season, definitely. Mm.
1: We well, You talk about the strength and the culture of this bullying, bullying dressing room. I want to know how that relates to the sort of pre-match prep in the game. Pakua asked sort of Mel Tarantu, so I think it's only fair that Absolutely. we extend you the same right. She was you know, explaining what music she likes to listen to for her sort of pre-match <laughs> preparations. Who's in charge in the bullying dressing room? What, what does it sound like on a Bulleen match day going into a game?
3: Good question. Um, It kind of changes who's on the tunes, but we have a massive speaker, first of all, if that just gives you <laughs> a bit of context. And it's quite like a small dressing room where we are, so mm. it is pumping in there. And I think one of the issues is that we're also hyped all the time. Sometimes... Like a minute before we get out, we need to bring it down and just yeah. like concentrate. But um, I think it's a good vibe to have. Everyone's always loud, smiling. Um, there's not much quiet. So, yeah, hopefully that's <laughs> given you a bit of context. But I mean, um, I'm,
1: I'm actually impressed that you guys are able to be so democratic with the sharing. Like, usually in, in any dressing room, it. it's one person. They're the DJ, they're in charge here at the station. But right. who is in charge of the tunes? But you guys are, you know, open to, to suggestions. That's. That's, that's kind of
3: open. Like, I feel yes. like sometimes I'm on the tunes and Tiff Eliotis will steal my phone because she wants to put throwbacks <laughs> on and everyone's cracking at her. That's kind of how it goes. Okay, so it's not, it's not
1: quite as peaceful as, as perhaps I thought then is what you're saying.
3: Yeah, yeah, what's absolutely.
0: Your, what's your go-to, like, you know that everyone is going to be like, point at Paige going, Paige, you just picked an absolute banger. What's that <laughs> oh. song that you you know it's just, it hits?
3: Oh, okay. So like our bullying kind of banger before we go out is called Got Me Feeling.
0: Okay.
3: It's like a little secret. So um, maybe we, I shouldn't have shared it, but that's completely fine. We,
0: we Nobody heard it. Nobody knows about it's it. it. It's already <laughs> gone. We'll, I can't we'll, remember. We'll bleep it. it. We'll bleep it over. It's... Yeah, we'll
1: bleep it in the in the podcast. It just will be It'll gone. Just that be question gone. out of there. Thank oh. you. Don't I worry. appreciate
3: that. <laughs> but,
0: no, see, see, this is my thing Yeah, I would have to like... I wouldn't share because I couldn't do the whole sharing thing. It's I would have to it would have to be like a rotating list of like this is who's going to play it, this is who's going to play it, and then I would ultimately get the phone myself because I couldn't let anybody mm. else.
3: Absolutely. That's how it goes usually. I think Alana and started going around the change and asking for options, but I was honestly like, "Oh, just give me the phone like
1: let me cook. Let <laughs> me
3: let me <laughs> Chef's cooking here, guys. Just
0: take a step. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I mean, it, it, even even just willingly, you know, letting someone else steal the phone to hand the phone over to Leah, that that's a big responsibility too.
3: Oh, I agree. I agree. I've actually um, worked out Alana's passcode, so I just take the phone and start <laughs> playing music. That's it. Paige. That's it. You can't
1: just install you the can't, face you, ID. Just don't some, even need I'm to worry about it anymore. You,
0: sometimes you can't let some people have the phone. You've just got to. You've just got to take the authority and be like.
2: Oh, well, no, actually, that, this, yeah. that's
1: a good—that's a good point. Is there someone who has such a bad taste in music that they can't be trusted with with the phone? They're not
3: allowed. Um, I would say Tiff Eliadis. <laughs> she can play one good song, <laughs> but then it's over from there. It's like a
0: one roll and then one.
1: Too rangy, yeah, yeah, yeah.
3: Because everyone's so young, so the music she plays—it just doesn't—it doesn't bring the vibes up because we're just too young for it. Yeah.
1: That's the that's uh Cold to have the Cold to have the same problem yes. where it's like Mark D'Orcaso <laughs> and Alex Sinclair that they, they have all these songs that they both share that they really enjoy together and everyone else the rest of the dressing room's like, nah, oh, can't, are be, going, can't be yeah. this, can't be dealing with this, can't be So, I mean, really, there'll be a massive battle on the pitch. The other battle off the pitch will be Who's who has the superior team? dressing room vibes that that's fascinating to keep track of as well. I think.
3: Yeah, I actually, I would love to know if anyone wants to go have a peep yeah. at both our change rooms and let me know. Just
1: cup oh, a hand no, to the dressing what? room. Want, or what yeah. a are up to? <laughs> I
0: want. I, I, this is what I feel like we should incorporate into NPLW next season, or even the A League Women's. We need the massive speaker, the person at the front carrying a massive speaker playing. Whichever. I mean, the even songs...
1: what speaker does each team have? Yeah, I mean, exactly. I'm imagining like a massive UE boom, but yeah, I'm not sure yeah. if that's Lucky, how we bigger
0: than that. Yeah. We
3: think bigger. We have that. the the wheelie one. Like uh, it's, yeah. it's it's quite big. Okay, that's, yeah. heavy duty. No,
1: that's
0: heavy duty. and they should come out with it playing their collective music, and then whichever one the crowd likes better, we shut the other team's music off. Let's Are you let's...
3: suggesting a dance battle? Because I would be all for that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> be a halftime competition. We hit, got that's dance the battle. that's the
1: real NPLW grand final. <laughs> oh Who is the superior troop of dancers? <laughs> that you're asking the right questions. Actually,
3: well, bullying would take that out definitely.
1: <laughs> I'm. I'm. Ha- look, if you want to at halftime, more than welcome to yeah. test out that theory. Uh, we we can no worries. We can run that <laughs> past the right people. But as for the actual football, we know that Calder are a difficult assignment. But as we've said, when you guys are at your absolute best, this Bullying team. Are capable of beating colder on on any given day if you're at full strength. What are you expecting at uh, at Olympic Village this Sunday, and and what would it mean given this sort of reign of colder control? Obviously, colder getting the win over bullying in the 2019 grand final. What would it mean to 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 overcome them and and to take this grand final off them?
3: Well, it would it would mean absolutely everything. I've actually never played in an NPL grand final before, being at NTC for so many years where we haven't been able to play finals. So something like this kind of experience will be new to me, but I definitely think that you can expect um, a really hardworking bullying team that will fight till the end. And, you know, to be able to lift that trophy at the end will be um, a great feeling. So, yeah, we're all buzzing. Well, I look forward. We're- Lockie, you're going to be at the grand
0: final? I will. I'll be at the grand final. Paige is definitely be at the grand final. <laughs> We're excited to see. That would be a
1: shock if she wasn't. That would be very alarming. Look
0: what's going on. Where's the dance battle that we were promised? Exactly. (laughs) Um, Paige, thank you for joining us, and good luck on the weekend. And hopefully, you guys can uh, take out the win and put on some great music. I I feel like you guys should walk (laughs) out. Great performance, hopefully as well. We should straight. Come on, please. Um, But yeah, good luck and uh, thank you for joining us on the show today.
3: Thank you, and thanks for having me. It was a lot of fun.
0: Pickett, she lays it off to Teresa Palaas. It's an absolute peach. He is driving. Yes! What a hit from Melina Reyes. Wow. And Sam Kerr has a hat trick. Meet him up. One mil. And uh, welcome back from. Uh, we were gone for. A- Second,
1: well, no, we in, in show no term, terms, we, were here. we weren't gone anywhere, we, going, we, we, right, we right. did not go anywhere. No,
0: we were still here. We, magic of uh, magic of uh, radio. I don't think anybody has ever said that. Magic of radio. I'm not sure what
1: you're talking about. I've been talking for the last Me hour. Too. I've
0: been talking about it the last hour. We had some great interviews, spoke to yeah. Mel Taranto first and. We bonded over her being loving Eves. Well, music.
1: you two bonded well, over her choice of that's music. That's because we're be. it went over my head. Yeah, it
0: because we're musically inclined, the both of us. And uh, she, sure, yeah, exactly. Sure, yeah. and uh, then we had Paige Joyce say that there should be a dance battle, and I we both fully swore that. Don't you think, Logie? I want to see that a half
1: time. Uh, I I'm supportive of the concept of a dance battle at the MPLW Grand Final, so long as I'm not a participant. Yeah, I think we all wouldn't want that because <laughs> I don't want whoever's on my team in the dance battle to uh, to lose. Yeah,
0: you know, that's that's right. But you know what? Unless it's like a robot
1: yeah, dance competition yes. exclusively, exclusively other robot. you know because. A yeah, wide man. I can't move. I, music, <laughs> I don't. I don't got the facilities for that. <laughs> the
0: music was great. We saw, but they did both talk about the games and they're both looking forward mm. to, it and they both, they're both excited for the game. I think we could tell that. Yeah,
1: from. and and excited for different reasons. Yeah. I think was kind of the fascinating element to contrast the two. Um, but I mean, both young players. Like they it's really easy are. to forget that Melissa and Adriana Sorrento are in their early twenties, just because they played for Calder for so long. They've been standouts for so long. Um, but only in their early 20s. But her excitement is to, you know, continue the colder dynasty, win the grand final again, add it to the trophy cabinet where there's nearly now half a dozen Nike FC Cup finals. And meanwhile, for Paige Joyce, she's been part of an A-League winning uh, an A League Women's winning squad yes. with Melbourne Victory this most recent She'll season
0: have the opportunity to do that again, but
1: and but she will have the opportunity to do it again. But also, this will be her first time actually playing in a in a grand final. Yeah, so it will be.
0: And she spoke about that, and I'm excited to see how she performs. So I, I think she's been an incredible talent. Um, she's been one of the stars for their midfield, and every time she's on the ball, you know, same with Mel. You always just know something's coming because they're just they're very intelligent players in the way they play.
1: Yeah, I mean it's their matchup. It's kind of fitting that we have them on because their matchup in the midfield, and I guess to an extent, uh, uh, Alana Churn as yeah. well, is going to be really o- almost the the key in many really, in many ways really because uh, Toronto is a very bombastic, like combative presence as well as her like technical ability. She is really good with that press work. Oh, we we saw it on display in the game yeah. against You Fee don't Emerging. have time
0: when she's around.
1: No, and as she said, the midfield, in terms of that defence, which is only conceded seven this season, the midfield does just as much work to contribute to that as the defence does, is what she would tell you. And so you pair that tenacity and Alana Chen, who's obviously is a centre-back who can play in defensive midfield as well, and that's where she's been doing her damage mostly this season. You compare that against someone like a, a player like Paige Joyce, who, while young, is very technically astute and sort of has a good awareness of what's going around her. So like she's going to be under pressure she every time from that that midfield duo. So one of the big factors I think is is what kind of capacity does she and the rest of the bullying midfield have? Who are maybe a little bit less um, experienced and battle hardened than perhaps they have been in previous seasons what capacity do they, do they have not just to manage the occasion but also manage that pressure because if they can give themselves extra freedom and extra time and space to pick a pass, yeah. to break the lines, which we know is only so easy against Calder at the best of times, that's going to give them a fighting chance. I, think, I still think that Calder go in as heavy yeah, favourites.
0: I think Boleyn's game is going to be, have to be very patient and, um, they are going to have to take their chances as they come because I don't think Coda will allow them as many opportunities as maybe bullying in their best games this uh, season have maybe gotten. So, But I think they are, they are an intelligent side and if the, any side could do it, it could be um, the FC Bullying Lions who we've seen play some really great football this year and I'm excited to see how that final ends up at 1pm, Lockie, at uh, Olympic Village.
1: At Olympic Village, yes. In and. Harvard. I mean, how how Bulleen approached Calder as well from a tactical perspective is really interesting because I remember speaking to John Clemente during the Nike FC Cup Final, now South Melbourne are a different team, but you can't really... Uh, you can only really play Calder one of two ways, which is to sit off them yeah. or to press them. Now... We saw Bulleen obviously create those high turnovers against Heidelberg, and that was something the page said that was probably her favourite goal of yeah. the season, the one that Leah early scored because it came as a result of that press work high at the park. Is that something colder they're going to persist with against colder? And if they do, is it going to lead to them forcing those high turnovers and maybe converting some chances? Um, by forcing Calder into mistakes, or is it going to see them punished up the other end because yeah. Calder are able to I beat that first press with a long pass and then get a you know an opportunity yeah. in transition? That that's going yeah, to be Calder really interesting a, to see how they a take really it.
0: Really, like range their range of pass is probably some of the best in the competition. From the majority of their players can hit the ball like either short or really long. So that for Boleyn is going to be something they have to worry about. But for me, I think sitting off sitting off Calder would be I think is a very dangerous tactic personally but my also my fear also becomes that if they do go with that high press if they can't maintain it the whole game the cold will only really need one or two opportunities mm. and then you're one one nil down and yeah and so I, mean, I
1: mean I guess the onus in that case again it all depends on what kind of what kind of manner Boleyn do eventually approach this game on the day but if they do go for that sort of high pressing system and structure what capacity do they have to get the lead and then then that's yeah. when they can think about maybe maybe switching and dropping a bit deeper i wouldn't i don't think doing that from the start no, would 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 help them i think the ball striking the quality of deliveries of colder is it, just so good that they can pick apart even defences who are set in their shape and structured. So, yeah, it's going to be uh, – uh, Melissa Taranto said it. F- Boleen is her favourite opponent to play. I do think that a Bulleen at full strength – with no disrespect intended to Heidelberg. You've I do think a full strength Boleen are the second best team in the competition. We just haven't seen their best enough this season if there is a time to deliver your best and provide your best yeah. with a squad that is you know looking over it um close to full strength now um you know the absence of Kayla Morrison all season yeah. notwithstanding this is the game and if they can do it then I think they're a chance
0: it certainly is and you know' we're lucky I'm excited I look forward, I'm looking to, it, forward to it too I'm it's gonna be good to see you there you're going to be at the game yeah also. I hope so yeah I'll
1: see you I'll definitely my intention is to go I'm just you know counting and countenancing the possibility that I don't know. Something unfortunate might yeah, happen. We
0: hope not. We hope My car not.
1: might break down. No, 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 lucky. No, my, all things going well. My, I will be there.
0: You will be there, and uh, hopefully, we we'll want to see lots of people down there. It's going to be a yeah. really great weekend, and just the combination of the some great uh, local football yes. in Victoria. We start off with the MPLW uh, final, and then we finish with the. Uh, uh, NPL yeah. men's uh, final, which are hopefully the Oakley Cannons can uh, take that out.
1: Well, I'm not commenting on that. Score prediction before we go?
0: I'm commenting on that. Oakley Cannons.
1: <laughs> okay. No, but the women's grand final.
0: Women's grand final. Score I will go 2 1 to Colder. I think Colder score first, and then they. Okay. I, I think Colder score the first two, and then Boleen.
1: Score a game. consolation. Okay, I'm gonna go the same score line. I'm gonna say Calder two one as well. I'm gonna say after extra time. Oh, okay. I'm gonna That's say that Bulleen answer. scored the first goal inside the opening 30 minutes. Is becoming a very specific prediction now that very I say. Very specific. Calder get the equaliser and then a winner in extra time.
0: That would be a great. I have. I would love I to think say that. That would be a good grand final. I think it'd be. A grand well, grand
1: final. we will be uh, able to to work out this coming Sunday. Which of us is right? Or maybe neither of us. Yeah, neither of us, exactly. That's but the fun we, uh, of final We look
0: forward to it and uh, thank you for joining us on another edition of Radio Dub. And we will be back next week, that I do promise. I know I've said that a few times, but we actually will be back next week to break down the phone, maybe have some players who come out from the Victoria's side next week. But uh, for now, bye. Pick it, she lays it off, Teresa Palacios! The road page
1: is driving. What a hit from the leader Wow! And Sam Kerr has a hat-trick. Meanwhile, oh, him in one now! And then I